With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Save up to $500 on our best brands when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $699. Or save up to $500 on Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets. Shop America's best brands confidently with our low price guarantee. Hurry into Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Not at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 480 for Sunday night. Brought to you by Paddy Power, a bookies, a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly and try to do so with Paddy Power. Liverpool are 25 points clear in the Premier League and the word procession is probably doesn't even do it justice at this stage. They went to Norwich City yesterday. They dug out a 1-0 win in a dominant but scaldy win is the way I like to look at it. And tonight me and Keith are going to have a little look back on that. We're also going to have a look at reactions of opposition fans that seems to be going over the top more and more as the days go on. And we're going to try pick a game where Liverpool will actually secure this title with Man City having this game against West Ham to be thrown in somewhere and... All the different permutations, it could go a couple of ways, and we'll try to look at that. Random stuff is very important tonight. If you have any random stuff at any stage in the show, throw it in, and we'll try drop it in during conversations as we go along. This will be probably about an hour, so strap yourselves in. Here we go. Here we go. Good evening and welcome. Uh, Keith, I'm going to come to you straight away and I'm going to say to you, I like you like the old uh, Scaldi old win, but that was a dominant Scaldi win, I think, from Liverpool yesterday. And just when Martin Tyler and his mates were getting their hopes up after about 75 minutes, Sadio Mane storms in and says, enough is enough. Um, let's go and win this game. And I was really, really pleased with the manner of the victory. Yeah, I was uh, I was the same there, Gav. I, I love a Scaldi one. You love, love the Scaldi ones. Oh, big fan, big fan. This year, they're great. You know, before they used, oh, no, you want these dominant wins. No, I love the Scaldi, scotry little uh, spawny ones like this. But um, yeah, it was when you look back at it, it was um, fairly dominant. You know, like the the, the chance that um, that Nor- the chances Norwich really had were. Mm. The save that wasn't really even a save because it wasn't really a shot from Allison in the first half, and then the one they hit the post on the second half. You know what? That there wasn't really 
you know, a couple of shots straight at Allison, but you're not going to beat him. Do you know what I mean with them sort of things? But um, yeah, it was uh, the highlight was Martin Tyler, um, and uh, I'd love to see his face when the goal went in because you could hear it in his voice. We were sitting here watching it, and even my missus was like, um, "What's he? Who's he? You know, she's like, "Who's this fella? What's he saying? He doesn't like Liverpool." I says, "Ah." Oh, that's Martin Tyler. Explain the whole background to why you know what I mean. Mm. But it was just, uh, it was just made it all the more sweet. Are you know what I mean? That about two minutes later, Sadio decides to uh, to pop, and not only pop up and get the goal, but a little var one as well. You know, just to add that little bit of a uh, little bit of anger to all the other fans out there. Yeah, and you know what? His line after the goal is, uh, "VAR works for Liverpool." Yeah, you know, and it's just ridiculous. It's it's um it's I don't know. Like, and do you know something? I don't think Carragher was far behind him yesterday. I thought. Well, I think he is terrible as a as a commentator. commentator. I think he's absolutely brutal. I think he he's pl- he's toned the party line at Sky. I think after what happened last season when he was nearly getting the bullet. Yeah, and uh, as a pundit, he's much better. But as a as a commentator, I think he, he the amount of shit that Tyler comes out with, and he never ever pulls him up or counters it. Mm. You know? uh, just look, we could talk about Martin Tyler and Jamie Carragher all night, but I just felt that they were overcritical of Liverpool. And if you if you if you watch the game, Liverpool are so dominant. In it. I know you you talk about that chance that could have been there for Pukki and and Allison gets there. But other than that, I thought Liverpool were dominant. Um, they played, the, the, the conditions weren't the best, but I thought he dealt with them quite well. And on another day, he probably had a couple, couple more goals, but he's still going winner. Going back to the start, though, there's loads of comments coming in here as well. Barry Carr says, keep Plunkett like Supermax. I don't know what that means, but maybe he, <laughs> does. maybe he doesn't. Um, he hasn't denied it yet, so um, maybe he's seeking the No advice. thinking. No thinking either way, but, mm. you know, why not? Yeah, if you, you you're happy, you with know, it, yeah. support Irish, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, is Manny's goal getting the credit it deserves? Asked Barry Carr. We will get to that later on. We get on to the oh. goal itself. Um, yeah. Chris Brack says he thought Russell Martin was decent on, as a pundit in Sky Studio. Clearly, a knowledge fan, but he was balanced in his analysis. Um, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. Really, I uh, wouldn't mind seeing more of more of him on the panel. I thought he gave good insight and was very balanced. You know, mm. but as you say, it's because he's an excellent. Norwich captain or whatever that he was and how many times are Norwich going to be on the telly but yeah I, I thought he was very good you know you don't you don't see um, that level of which sounds ridiculous but that level of, of balanced um, views from an ex-player that was yeah, very good. He was very good. I thought he was as well. Uh, Mark Spruill hasn't been happy with Carragher for a long time. Avo said he could. I could smell the boil in his throat as the net bulged. He despises the man, and that's with uh, Martin Tyler. Danny Emery yeah. says the team Tyler should be made to watch every Liverpool game for the rest of the season. Uh, O'Neill says in defence of Carragher, I think any commentator is going to call out Tyler. However, still overcritical of Liverpool. I just thought he's and and Brady Carr says he's under a bit of a tight rein since the the incident where he was caught on camera with people spitting and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I just. It, I don't know. Maybe it's just the price of being a, to- a top of the league, and you know the standards are so high that Liverpool are expected to go out there and win three or four nil. Like I done a little bit for radio yesterday uh, morning, with regards to and, and the guys talking to me was saying Liverpool should win this handy, and I was I was in agreement with them. But the the weather might have been a bit of a level. I think Norwich, to, you know, to their credit, tried to play football. 
but they're bottom of the league for a reason and you know Liverpool weren't quite at it but we get into that in more detail as we go along uh, Richard said lads rumours of the Werner deal are close Grizz anyone got any more info on this and how many signings you'll have to go on to Grizz direct with that um, there is being a lot going around with, with regards to Werner and I think they have to pay up the clause by April or something like that or the, the clause is null and void I don't know how that is but we'll have to wait and see uh, Barry Carr says that Matt is the man for Werner yeah Matt is the Matt man that came out with the Werner stuff during the week uh, will you be watching the Chelsea match tomorrow asks uh, Bellum Guy I might do Chelsea and United yeah beyond the telly I might. Uh, no I won't yes I will I'll be watching it in st- while we're in studio recording a podcast um, but look back to the star Keith and the lineup. Um, you know the, the goalkeeper the back four we, everyone was quite settled on that I, I thought he might do Henderson um, Fabinho Henderson Keita and give Wijnaldum a rest with Atletico coming up but Sean he called it spot on in their WhatsApp group and he felt it would be yeah. Henderson Wijnaldum Keita and then I thought Minamino might get a look in up front um, and he didn't he went with Oxley Chamberlain <laughs> and he went with the two lads and I wasn't surprised with Manny on the bench but how did you feel with the lineup, especially the midfield I suppose yeah, I was I was happy enough with the lineup to be honest. I thought if if ever you are going to um you know, use your squad, the team on bottom of the league is probably the time to do it. And especially with a big game coming up, you know. I know uh, Mane and Fabinho did need a few uh, minutes in their legs and to give them a half an hour I thought was the right thing to do. And to get Keita, which who I thought actually had a very good game. Keita, I know he's coming in some criticism, some praise, as as is always the case with Naby Keita, seemingly genuinely thought he'd done decent enough. Um, I thought the lineup was was good. I like to, I always like to see a couple of changes like that, just to see how the guys coming in can perform and if they can impact the team. You know, at this stage, that's all we're sort of... Other than that, we're just looking at a procession, you know what I mean? So we'll take any sort of a little quirk we can find. But I was happy with the team, I was happy with the lineup, and um, just thought it was... It looked all right with no Mane there, but it did still look an attacking enough lineup mm. with Keita and Oxlade-Chamberlain there. Mm. I thought, yeah, this could be good. Yeah, no, listen, I've no problem with any lineup he puts out. You have to trust around any lineup he puts out. You know, he's he's 25 wins from 26 in the lake. You know, he's every right to probably any lineup he wants out. Um, but is is this already a case of, of him rotating this team and he's basically has this plan in his head a long time and, it's, and he's focused that over the last two weeks while they've been on a break? where he's looking, going, I'm going to pick certain players for certain games, and this is what I'm going to do regardless. Because it, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, don't get me wrong, people are going to come on and go, no, no, Keita should start, Keita should start, Keita's this, that. Yeah. You know, Keita, I thought, I very well yesterday. Um, but, you know, it always, it always reminds me of Ferguson. Ferguson used to say he'd go to gigs, say, for argument's sake, later on in his career, and he'd say to gigs, you're not going to play in November and December. You're going to play very little, but I have you earmarked for game A, B, C, D, and E come January, February. He used to do it with Ronaldo. He'd send Ronaldo on, on his on his winter break, even though the yeah. Premier League didn't have a winter winter break. But you know where I'm coming from? Is, yeah, he, is, was... he, is he starting to... Now, don't get me wrong. The Mane stuff's probably enforced. He hasn't played football in three and a half, four weeks. But is it, does it look to you like he's picking players for certain games and he's going to manage this squad even more now going into this period? Because, look, he knows the league is done. The only thing that they can aspire to in the league now is probably going unbeaten. And the Champions League comes into focus. Is he starting? Does it look to you like he's... Like, come when, come Tuesday or whatever night we're playing Atletico, he, Fabinho will be back in there. You know, the kind of way Mane will be back in there for Oxlade-Chamberlain. 
is he starting to plan this or like or is the plan being put into place now and it's going back a long long time I think um, he looked, I might have said on a pod before, I think his plan was to nearly squeeze a whole season up until that winter break, get as much as he could out of his regulars. Very little rotation, you know, up till then. But um, I think his plan was to get his, get to that, get to that break now and see where we are, you know, even from early on in the season. And I think that was, if we could be within touching distance of City, he would have been happy. Now, oh, this is going back to the start of the season. But um, to get there now, I think, yeah, he's happy. We've come out, we've seen a few changes. He's going to start looking at the Champions League, mm. which is right. You know, I mean, we'd all love to go unbeaten in the league, but I think he will sacrifice a game if he has to. But, uh, if there's other games coming up. You're, you know? you're saying he could sacrifice a game. But looking at that squad, Jesse, like the Minamino thing wasn't even in the squad. People go, yeah. why isn't he in the squad? You know, I still feel it's a massive bed in, in period for Minamino. Yeah. And look, he, he was in and out of the, out of the squad and out of the side in the, in the weeks running up to this break. And then they've had their break and he could be just settling in. They could have worked intensely with him over the past week on tactical stuff and, and maybe fitness. And, you know, he may be a really fit player, but I think you have to be mad, mad off the scale fit to play for this side. And that could be just, he could be saying to him, listen, don't be worrying about it. Come the middle of March, end of March, yeah. when we're in the business end of the league, which is already done and dusted, but we're still going to be wanting winning games. He yeah. could come in. You know, looking at that squad, and someone said on the show the other night, when you actually look at a full squad and you're trying to pick an 18, it starts to get difficult picking an yeah. 18. Whereas we go back, the last time Liverpool well, before last season, the last time they pushed City, 2013-14, you knew the 16, 17 players because 13, they were running off 13 and there was four other lads around the place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But when you look at that squad now, you're kind of going, it's actually getting harder and harder to pick an 18 here. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so exactly. talks of sacrificing league games is probably a little bit premature because we can drop three or four in here and you go, you could make arguments for any of them three or four being in the first team, in the first 11. Oh, yeah, and I suppose, yeah, that's maybe the wrong way to phrase the sacrificing games. Mm. I was just thinking more along the lines of, you know, if we have games you know, a bit touch more, maybe. wood. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, if you have a semi-final of a Champions League coming up mm -hmm. and you've got a league game in there, it, it might be, you know, four or five changes to what you'd expect the team to be. And in in years gone by, that would have been a nightmare. But you're right, this this squad now, it's, it's ridiculously strong. Yeah. And even if you look at the younger guys, I mean... I don't know how everyone else feels about it, but if I saw Pedro Chiravella named in a match day team, wouldn't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? If I seen a player getting rested and Curtis Jones put in the match day team, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Because like, these have got in and they've got a chance and they've done well and they haven't let the let the club down. You know, so even to that level, I think you know, the the risk would be minimal, maybe. But I just think, you know, when we're talking about the Champions League, if I sort of want to push for that, I just think that might be, you know, a game where maybe too many changes might weaken us. But even that, it's clutching our straws. I personally think we can't go the whole season without getting beaten. And I think oh, it will well get into their head. And yeah. I think it'll be in their heads that the more close it comes, the more of an issue it will become. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think if they can get to maybe, you know, 32... 32 games done mm. and then you're in literally only a handful left I think 
what well, 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 should really be I think after rubbers. City, there's six games left. Yeah, I think so. If you're still Emirates, if you're still Emirates, a shot of unbeaten, what realistically should be a dead rubber run in gives it an extra bit of edge. Which do you know? It's no bad thing. Mm. It's no bad thing to keep them focused. I think one of the the best things for this Liverpool team is I've said this before. They 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 made work harder for their wins than what City were over the last couple of years because teams don't really bend over for Liverpool as much mm. if you know what I mean like they'll come in and they'll play where the City were steamrolling through teams and then when it came to the Champions League business end they were probably found a bit wanting teams like Paris Saint-Germain are the same you know when you're not getting any competition it's hard to, to get to the 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 later stages of the Champions League people think it'd be easier but it's actually harder so I think that stands us in good stead and the fact then that we've absolutely steamrolled this league but you see Southampton last week or two weeks ago putting in a good shift against us even though they got spanked you've Norwich I thought Norwich were alright to be honest the other day bottom of the league but I thought you know they, they tried to tried to play some football they were pretty defensive okay but they were they were trying to pass it around which was surprising for the team on the bottom of the league you wouldn't expect well that's what that. they're doing all season yeah that's what they're doing yeah. all season they haven't know? changed and that's what to be honest like I, I like that and I respect that with the team you know right? they're going down but they 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 gave it a go they, they're playing their their own way th- fair play to them they will go down but I think if they go down and they keep their, that manager I think that manager could get them back out of the championship with the way they play and the quality they have if they kept the squad together but I think if he came back up the season after next I think he would approach a little bit. I think he'd probably try to go a little bit more physical, slightly more direct, and, yeah. and, and it may work for him. Because at the bottom of the league, they play some decent football, but when all's said and done, they're probably about five, six points off survival come the end of the season. And mm. just slight changes to that squad could see them, you know, staying up and coming back up, staying up with a slightly different way of playing and then going from there to look to add more quality and maybe revert back to that total football sort of thing they're doing. Um, yeah. Loads of comments coming Loads of comments coming in here. Um, I think it was Chris said, with the way it is now at the moment, he can see two, three players being rotated, um, two or three changes per game mm. as we look at the FA Cup and we look at the Champions League as it goes along. The one thing, like people have said to me, well, if they win the next five, Gavin, and City say, I don't know, draw at United or draw at whatever they're playing, right? And Liverpool win the league. It means then there'll be seven games left and... Would I be right in saying? Yeah, seven games left and they'd be league, they'd be league champions. But And people say it'll be a drop-off then. The, the, the Champions League will come into focus. I think the Champions League will come into focus. But the one thing I know is about this side is, and this is going back to even the, the, the first couple of years on the club, they set targets and they go after them targets. Even when they failed to make Champions League because they put all their eggs in the Europa League yeah. basket at that, that time. They set targets. They come out the next season. They get Champions League. They go, they lose in the Champions League final. What well, we'll go and win it next year. They go and do yeah. that. They get pipped for title. They go and win, they're, they're going to win it this year. And I think within the squad, they'll be looking going, lads, win our next five. The chances are we're champions and we have seven games left. And what we're going to do is we're going to make sure we're not beating them. That's their next little mini target. Yeah. And it's sort of like a, Dress rehearsal to possible Champions League quarter semis and final, if you know what I'm saying. Plus exactly, the Euro, plus yeah. the Euros coming up as well. So there's there's loads of stuff in there for them to to grab hold of and, and push towards as the season comes to comes to a close. Uh, let me see. Um, 
Maverick says, "I think it may, may I think it may be best to focus on the Champions League rather than not dropping points, as still a good possibility to win it. You see, that's the thing. I think they can both fuel each other, and we've seen that for the last two seasons. Champions League, one season fuel the top four run, and Champions League, you know, fuel the title push um, over the last two seasons. Yeah. So I, I think." Basically, they'd be going, yeah, we have the title, but unbeaten will fuel this Champions League. Like, they like to bounce one off the other, you know, yeah, that kind of and, way. But and, I think last season was a great example of that, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it, was, it wasn't like, you know, we won the Champions League at the, you know, to the detriment of our league form. You know, we 97 no. points last yeah. season. I know we didn't get a, any medals for that, but it's an outrageous league performance. Mm. And to be picked by a great team... It was still a great season for Liverpool. You know, it wasn't like they put them in the one basket to go Champions League. They were able to do the two of them, and that will stand them in great stead this season when yeah. they go for it, I think. It absolutely will. Uh, Dylan says he thinks that Klopp breaks the games into a four to six game period for rotation. I think he's, you're right there. Yeah. I think I think if you look at the next four, like if you include Norwich, you add in the two Atletico games and you add in probably two, three league games in around that. That's a six game period. That's where you might see at the other end of it, Minamino appears, you know, yeah. and it's, and he becomes part of a, a more, he's more of a presence in the squad when we have those seven, eight league games left and the title is wrapped up. That's where you that's where you come and see the likes of Minamino. Origi might feature a hell of a lot more. Keita, although coming back from injury and is is a superb footballer and I just hope above anything that he just stays fit and proves how good a footballer he is. That's when you might see him come to the fore. Yeah. Things like that, you know. Um, Shaq says Champions League is not a distraction. It's another trophy we can win, and we will win it. Um, there you go. The, the only one up in the air for me is the FA Cup. What does yeah. he do with Chelsea? I think if he does mix it up a bit at Chelsea and he manages to get through, I think then he starts looking going. Yeah, the three of these are on. Yeah, and then you might then you might see, like you said, will we instead of around two or three, we might do four or five in a late game. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's 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 one of those. But look, getting back to the game, um. I suppose look, the conditions weren't great. Let's be honest. No. We've we've gone through we've gone through the the, the the lineup and stuff like that and how we felt about it. And give credit to Norwich; they did come out and try play football. I did think though, um, for large parts of the game, if we got if our pressing was probably ten percent better, we could have been in time after time because they were yeah. playing quite risky stuff. Um, they managed to get the half time. I thought Liverpool were fairly more or less dominant in the first half without being outrageously good, you know, you've seen that bit of skill by Firmino, you, you know, they've, they've, a, they've a couple of promising bits and pieces, but overall it gets to half-time, and I don't know what you're thinking, Keith, but I'm thinking Klopp will go in there now and he just sort these out, he'll pick out four or five little instances, we'll change things a little bit, and we run out winners. Now, it didn't go, go as straight forward as that with the scoreline, but the second half I thought we were, I thought we were very, very good. I, thought, I, I really yeah. did. I thought it was one of those where it will come. And I don't know who it will come from, but it will come. That's just the belief you have in this team now, isn't it? Yeah, I agree with you. But I think it's every game is like that. You know, it's it's one of them. This season has, the whatever he does at half-time now with them, um, they've seemed to, you know, if they're not winning at half-time, or, you know, they're, they're not as dominant as they could be, they're usually out and on it as soon as the second half starts. Now, right, the goals, the, the goal didn't come until later on, but I just thought... I was never worried, you know, as much as the commentator might have led you to believe we were in some trouble, you know, is this the day and all that shit that you were saying. Um, I just never thought we wouldn't do it, you know, and that's the belief I have in the team now. 
Mm. You, you know, two, three years ago, a 2 nil lead and you'd be sitting there swept oh, yeah. now you now now and nil all, nil all, think 75 minutes yeah. so you get two or three here you mm. know what I mean like so it's it's just a it's a different grave you know it's a different animal we're looking at which you know happy days I, I think I think the biggest thing for me is even when it's nil all I don't even look at the quality how we have in the pitch I don't even look at are we creating loads of chances or is it one of those days where we're creating nothing I think it's 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 how hard other teams have to work to stay in games. Yeah. You know, and I look at it and I go, 70-75, they've probably ran as much as they would against Team X or Team Y last week or the week before, and they still have tw- 15, 20 minutes to go. You know what I mean? They still have nearly quarter of a game to go, you know, and we're still at them and at them and at them. Now, it may not look potent. It may not look at, like absolutely pen them in and pressure, yeah. pressure, pressure. But even when a game opens up a little bit and they look like, oh, they might be coming into this a bit, they're actually not. Because what they're doing is they're, they're making the pitch longer, which doesn't suit playing against Liverpool, especially in the final 20. Yeah. And I just feel like, like I was said in the WhatsApp group yesterday, the amount of people you see shitting themselves basically on 45 minutes that we're not a goal up. What's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? Um, and now you're thinking, no, there's 75, we're fine, there's 15, yeah. possibly 20 left here. We're grand. We might score one, possibly two, but, exactly. the, you know, the, the goal comes, Mane comes off the bench. I thought he'd probably get a half an hour. Um, I was delighted to see him back, but he comes off the bench. I, I'm not saying Liverpool run now of ideas, but it was just a different dimension he gives. Yeah. It's just, And you can see Norwich, you know, as soon as he's making any do? sort of run, they're dropping and dropping. You know, they're going the way. They're, they're, they're not sure, is he going inside? Is he going outside? Is he making runs across them? He just causes havoc by movement alone. Um, good ball by Henderson. Great take and yeah. a brilliant finish. And there was a lot of stuff about, did he push the defender? I'm going to be honest, on foresight, I thought he was going to give a free out. I, I genuinely believe that. Yeah, I mean. But <sighs> the defender makes too much of it for me. The defender goes down too easy, and it's one of them. Um, yeah, he, he puts a hand on them. So you know, if we want to say it's a free, it's a free. But you know, rival fans. I was I was looking on Twitter, and I seen a lot of rival fans. You know, saying, "Oh, Liverpool getting this, Liverpool getting that." But the same people were sort of when we got a draw at United, and Lindelof went through Origi. Not enough contact there. Not enough contact. You know, so. If either the you know there, there has to be some contact, it's a contact sport. You know they can't just every foul can't be or every contact can't be blown up for a foul. So you'll get some some you'll get and some you won't. And I just think you know there was there wasn't enough in that to be a foul. Your man was spinning and hadn't got his balance. He wasn't pushed over. You know what I mean? Mm. There was a hand on him, but he wasn't pushed over. I think Manny is putting his hand out to feel where the defender is. Yeah. Rather than a push. Exactly. And I yeah. think if the defender actually just... Do you know something? If the defender moves towards the ball and towards Mane and tries to win it and goes over, he probably gets a free because it does look like he's obstructing the defender from getting the ball. But your man goes spinning. It's like the fucking... It's like Storm Dennis took him and pushed him towards the fucking corner. For like, yeah, it was. And his hand goes weird. on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it's one of those. But like... um. Like Maverick says, Mane is only stroked off the defender. Didn't VVD get brought down by two defenders at a corner? That was madness. Exactly. Now, I mean, if you look at that and compare to, you know, when no one's get saying anything, the only people mentioning that are Liverpool fans mentioning well, you, the Van Dijk one. And it was the same as well when 
against Southampton with the Danny Ings penalty when people when everyone's saying oh Fabinho fell Danny Ings but didn't mention the one on Firmino on the goal line when he got played and yeah. tore down on the line yeah. you know yeah I, I just think like that one there do you know what it reminded me of do you remember the one where like when you see the ball coming in I don't think Van Dijk's anywhere near it right yeah. but he is he is kind of grabbed to the ground by one and a second one kind of gets involved as well but it yeah. reminded me of the one away at Palace do you remember when Palace got the goal and it was given for a free Lovren, Lovren. Yeah. push a push by uh, uh, who was it the, the, the AU, AU brother one of the AU brothers isn't it one oh of, yeah him? yeah Andre um, Not on, yeah Jordan AU Jordan AU, AU. It reminded me of that where is he getting it? And the, the thing is, no, it doesn't matter. He's failed him in the box. Yeah. Um. I just thought when I seen that, I thought they're giving a penalty for that. They're giving, yeah. This guy is not looking at the ball. All he wants to do is get a hold of Van Dijk, hold him as much as he can, and drag him to the ground if possible. So I don't know what VAR were at a bit yesterday. I'm being honest yeah. with you. It was a bit. It was a bit of a weird one. And I'm. I'm just drained trying to talk about VAR at this stage. You know, uh, like Kevin Sullivan says, the VVD pen. Remember VAR during the Russia World Cup? Those fell stopped in a few games because pens were given. Yeah, and that was in the that was in the Premier League as well. It brought it in before VAR where they were instructed because we were all having shit fits over Martin Skirtle, I think at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, putting his hands on anyone. Uh, Dylan says, don't worry, lads, I played Atletico on FIFA and beat them 8-0. The lads should be fine during the week. That's great to hear. But Excellent stuff. It, it's a really good finish, and people have said it reminds them of... I think I've seen something today about... Somebody mentioned about, uh, like, Bear Camp and, like, Zidane. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded oh. me of um, Van Nistelrooy at United, pulling the ball just, down and just and just lashing it. You just know? that striker's yeah, instinct, just, just you one know, touch not, and bang. not over. Yeah. yeah, no backlift, just one touch and bang. And Van Nistelrooy uses that quite a bit for United, where they're dropping the box. Now, I'm not saying he'd be pulling it out of the sky like that, but it'd be just an instant touch and bang. Yeah. You know, and no... when you do it like that and you hit it early, it's, you know, the keeper's not set. No he's not, maybe he no it's chance. a half second, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're expecting maybe to let it drop and try and, you know, let it settle or whatever. But no, he just took it on early. It was an absolute, an absolute beaut. Yeah, it was a great goal. And, it was great to see him back and the player of the year talk went through the roof again because yeah. that's what happens when the play, like you know Henderson I think is I think he might be odds on to win it uh, but yeah. Mane storms back in and does that VVD was really good but I want to go through a couple of players um, and before I do I just want to say if you're on uh, if you're on what am I what were you on Twitter if you're on Twitter or Periscope watching this please share it to your uh, timeline hit the three buttons hit the share button share it onto your timeline if you're on youtube please hit the like button very important Sub- if you're watching and you haven't subscribed hit subscribe hit the bell icon and every time we go live you will get us and also try our discord group it's very simple go onto the discord app make up a profile uh search lfc day trippers or go onto our twitter feed and you'll find a pinned tweet there with an invite loads of chat going on regarding all sorts of stuff um the Paddy Power charity bets, which weren't good this weekend, I can tell you that. Uh, there's chats on Norwich, there's chats on this show, uh, all the other shows we do, uh, Player of the Year, General Chat, all that sort of stuff. Um, so if you want to go and try our Discord, um, absolutely go and check that out as well. But a couple of players I want to get to, and the first one I want to start with is the fella in goal. Um, he's just... Uh, i seen a tweet on air timeline last night from us, and it just pictured him, and it just said, the absolute Don... This fella is just like when when that Norwich fella goes through, and somebody says that that is actually offside. If if it was yeah. dragged back, it was offside. But when that fella takes that ball down, he is about eighteen yards from goal, middle of the goal, 
the goalkeeper to be and he's terrified. He doesn't want to oh, shoot. Unreal. And then he decides to square it and the keeper goes just one big arm out and just scoops her away. He is ridiculous. I'm he going, is. He's, he's ridiculous, isn't he, Keith? Ah, uh, he's he's outrageous. I mean, he's the best in the world, hands down. Um, all I'm gonna go as far as say he's the best keeper I've seen for Liverpool. Uh, I know we haven't we've had the uh, laden mortars or always shy bags over the years and go for Liverpool, but this fella just you get through that defence and you have to get you know if you get through. I agree. I thought it was offside. Klopp said it in his interview afterwards. I was confident it would have been pulled back, but when you were going through there. And you're seeing this fella coming out. What do you say? Your man cacked himself. Even the pass or whatever it was that Alisson got his hand on. Like, I don't know what the fuck it was. Like, you just didn't know what to do when you see this fella. And I don't know if it's the, the black leggings and all that he's wearing, but my jays. He's like stealth, isn't he? He's just stealth. Yeah. You know, um, like, uh, sorry, um, I think it was Barry says he would like a wedding uh, discussion on the on the Discord. I will absolutely set up uh, Barry's wedding discussion on Discord after this show, if you would like. And people can gag in and, and let you know what they think. And you can explain where it is, how it's happening and what's happening. And then people can give you suggestions if you want. If you're serious about that, I will genuinely put it on there. Because, listen, we're not we're not there to tell you what to do and what not to do. And um, the more people, the merrier. And if we can have a bit of crack about Barry's wedding... Um, so be it but with with Alison you know what people said to me I I was asked a question around Christmas time it was like you know this team of the decade and stuff like that for Liverpool and I said Pepe Reina um, because just the the amount of years he was there um, you know our team of the 24th century I think it was for Liverpool and I went with Reina because the amount of years is there I changed my mind I'm going to hold my hands up because I think I just look at him and, and you see people and you, you say he has a chance there and he feels he has to put it in a certain part of the net to get past Allison and he has to be so hit it so early and so clean and you know has to catch him off guard to have a chance and now you're looking going these fellas have loads of time he's fucking standing 12 yards 13 yards yeah. off his line and now you're going he's really big that fella and you're starting to look to square balls when you're standing in the middle of the goal you know, um, so he's just out phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. One thing I will say is, though, the stats coming out about Joe Gomez and, and Virgil van Dijk um, playing together and, and I think the 11 clean sheets in a row or something, yeah. something mad like 990 that. 990 minutes. I, I think yeah. you need to give Robertson and Trent a bit of credit. I'd, I'd, I'd rather that be a back four that has yeah. them stats and, you know, all right. A back five, yeah. Yeah, I, I think them stats should be thrown as, as, a, as a unit rather than just them two. But Gomez, for me... Is growing week on week on week, and yeah, I listen. He, he's been very lucky with injuries, impact injuries. I was concerned about him at centre half when he played a couple of games earlier in the season. I was probably a bit hasty because he was coming back, but he looked a bit step off. He did. He looked a yard off. He looked hesitant. He didn't look himself. The right back stuff didn't help him, and he should never play there again. <laughs> and I've said that a long, long time. But for me, Keith, he's grown and grown and grown to the point where. This is why he's being mentioned, him and Van Dijk, because you can't really split them at the minute, rather no. than Van Dijk just being this absolute colossus, which he is. Yeah, and look, I know Van Dijk does make everybody around him play better because he exudes a calmness and, you know, nearly like a safety net as well. I'm not going to dig out like Lovren or Matip, I'm sure, but if you're playing beside one of them, you don't have that um, assurance. But since he's come back into the team, like not putting a foot wrong and it's not 
just sitting there as a wallflower alongside Van Dijk. It's it's playing out playing, not out playing him, but you know, being more dominant in some games than Van Dijk is. It's getting the ball and it's pushing into midfield the way Matip does at his best. Like I've been really impressed with Gomez. And if you remember at the start of the season when he was going through that little bit of shitty form, he was linked with moves to Arsenal and Spurs and all. Like, where's all that crap coming from? Liverpool aren't going to sell him. I think he's the best young centre-back in, in Europe. Therefore, in the world. Do you know what I mean? I think he's that good. Like, how do you improve on him? Tell me. I don't know. I don't do you know. Do you know what I mean? I We're so lucky to have him and Van Dijk and Alisson. And you're spot on about the fullbacks as well because them two, Trent and Robbo, get a fair bit of criticism for not being defensively good. Well, I mean... You can't be in a defence like this and not be defensively good. Yeah, you know, no, it's I not just, all down to the boys in the I middle ju- and the keeper. Yeah, I just think that Gomez's growth as a player, I suppose, over the last, going back, I th- it's always the Bournemouth game away that comes to mind to me, so you're probably looking at three months now. And just his composure, like, now don't get me wrong, against Southampton, there was one or two bits where there's a soft head at the edge of the box that there's a shot at Allison. there's one where he's kind of caught and they get in, a little bit laps, but other than that, just, I just think it's, um, I just think he's absolutely phenomenal and I think that's why you're hearing the being mentioned as a partnership rather than Virgil van Dijk does this and Joe yeah. Gomez is playing beside him, you know. That's it, van Dijk plus one and since he had that little spat with, um, with Sterling, you know, it's like the two of them have gone in different directions. Do you know what I mean? Like Sterling's form fell off a cliff mm. and Gomez has just, after getting built by the England fans and all that, like he just went from strength to strength, which, you know, great for us. You know, great news for us. But he maybe just needed that run of um, of running games in the centre. As you said, I know your feelings on him as a right back. And Never again. They're, they're spot on. You know, they are spot on. Um, he's, too, he's too good in the centre. But he doesn't have the attributes to be playing as fullback. In and I know you've said this yourself. In other any other team, fine, but not in this team for what we do. Uh, you don't want to see him at fullback. But um, now I just think he's he's really nailing down. And you know, he's, you forget how young he is as well. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. he, he confidence maybe is an issue. Is is a thing for him, especially after the Sterling thing when he was getting billed. You know, his confidence seemed to be very very low yeah. after that. But you know, he's come through that and excelled through that, you know? Yeah, no, he's he's been excellent. And, you know, I just, the, I always say this about Joe Gomez. I, I want him, I want to see a full season of Joe Gomez absolutely fit and at his peak. And I think, yeah, you, you talk about Virgil van Dijk being player of the year. I think Joe Gomez could run him very, very close. Um, yeah. If that, and now look, Virgil van Dijk is off the scale ridiculous, but yeah. for a guy that's 22, 23 years of age, um, he, he's he he has the potential to basically turn around and go in Britain four or five years time and Virgil van Dijk decides he wants to go back to Holland and play football he just turns around at 27 and says yeah I'm fine I'll do it for another fucking 10 years you know that way yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Shaq says he totally agrees with me he, he isn't a right back too much ball watching leave him at centre back yeah over his right shoulder is a problem for him when he's at right back uh, Dylan says not crazy on idea of City point deduction being backdated. We'll get on to that in a few minutes. Um, oh, we, we, we absolutely will. <coughs> I have some views on this and, and titles being taken off and stuff like that. Um, but look, going, going through the team, we've touched on the midfield a little bit. Henderson, we've touched on Keita, we've touched on, on um, Fabinho and, and obviously Atletico Madrid coming up midweek. But 
the one the one up front I want to talk about is uh, Firmino. And Firmino, to me, looks like he is the beacon of Liverpool Football Club walking around going, we are the dog's bollocks. And I'm yeah. going to show you how much we are by doing mad shit on the pitch. And he hasn't scored a goal at Anfield this season. And I hope he doesn't. I yeah. hope we go through the whole season. <laughs> I hope he picks up about six or seven goals away from home. Yeah, yeah. Finishes, 26 goals he, for the season. Yeah, he finishes, he finishes on 20 plus with none at home. And he's just walking around flicking balls, ninja kicking people. And, you know, doing whatever. Putting his hand over his eye. Doing mad dances. And yeah. people go, oh, he didn't even score at home. We go, yeah, we know. And we tap these pricks Isn't on the head great? and go, yeah, yeah, fair play to you. Um, but he just looks... He personifies the confidence and the ability and the belief going through Liverpool for me at the minute with the stuff he's doing. Like, if you look yeah. at his game, there's hard work, there's graft, he's physical, he's skillful, he holds onto the ball, he's doing stuff. People are, like, you know, behind him and he's, he knows they're there and he, he's just brilliant. He's absolutely he brilliant. And he's he's doing it all season. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know his form, he got a bit of stick, but... um like the, the sort of bits of skill, like the setup for Salah against Newcastle when he, yeah. he drags it and I then flicks it was outrageous. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've seen seen it back. Um, it was an absolutely sensational piece of skill, and against Arsenal as well when he just scooped the ball up over um, Ceballos, I think it was mm. over his head and yeah. had the volley. Now yeah. it didn't come to anything, but no. you know these are bits of skill that that they're not the the standard. I mean. Against Norwich there, he's pulling balls out of the air and that he shouldn't be pulling out of the air. He's doing little drag around um passes into into the Uruguay's pats. It's outrageous the bits of skill. And that's what he gets a bit of a hard ride. I'll be honest, he's my favourite player. I love Bobby. Mm. But gets a bit of a hard ride that I know he's just a bit of a walk, you know, he just runs and that's all he's good for. But he's not he's absolutely brilliant. Like well, the, Phil the bit sa- of skill. Phil says here he's not a goal scorer. He's a Suarez light. He reckons he gets sixteen goals max for the season. I think that'll do. Ella reckons that Bobby's fourth goal at Anfield this season will decide the title. I'll change my opinion. I want him to score a goal at Anfield this season. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, thanks for that Ella. Danny says um, can you imagine Bobby if he was on pens and no look back here Rabona. He was on pens for a little bit and missed a couple but he's actually really good at them. He he, he yeah. watches the goalkeeper to go down, and he usually just hits the post. Um, oh, I forgot he does power. all that now. Looks, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, he he is. Oh, no. uh, Dylan reckons since the Copper America, Bobby has started taking the piss. He looks like he's gone up a level. Um, he's always a confident bloke, but he's just trying stuff that you know he just feels that yeah, I'm good enough to try this. You know, um, he's like Kevin Sullivan says there isn't a number nine anywhere that does what he does I agree with you uh, let me see tainted tainted season uh, bit the trolls on the arse didn't it says Jerzino yes it did uh, the yeah, irony of so. the tainted title thing now um, uh, can't be lost on anybody uh, Tom Conley says evening lads and all you LFC legends just stumbled onto the show and didn't know you were on live Tick- typical YouTube I have your notifications selected but not working knock it off Tom unsubscribe subscribe again and hit the bell icon you should be absolutely fine and this show like all of our shows goes out on download which you can get on all your podcast suppliers as well um look the last thing i want the game is won we're 25 points clear but the big thing for me keith i, I two things i want to speak about before we get on to random stuff and i'll give you all the, the go ahead to go with the random stuff in a few minutes but um the league's done and dusted we know this the reaction of opposition fans is getting more and more more bizarre by the day, and I think yeah. it, it was peaked. It peaked yesterday on Gillette Soccer Saturday when Jeff Stelling decided to start reading now bullshit stuff um, to say Liverpool are lucky. And I know, I know, but did you not see 
he tweeted before that. Mm. Did you see that? I didn't see a tweet before that, no. He sent, he put a tweet out and he says, Liverpool fans, apologising in advance, but this is the wine Tom I want. Okay, right. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. So, because okay. everyone's going mad about that, apparently but, you know, a tweet came out. Right, but, but okay, I give, uh, he's on the wind-up, but there's so many people out there that believe that. There is, oh, 100%, and you could actually, if you looked on Twitter, you'd see the reaction, you know, it's Man United fans, and all, it's about time someone has said it, we're yeah. all thinking it, and you're right. like, leave it out, we're just yeah. talking absolute shit, boys, it's... Yeah, but the, but the, but like the reaction is just mad. Like it's the weakest league that we've ever seen. Yeah. It's this, that, and the other. And the gas thing is right. I went back just for the crack. I went back to about, I think it was late July, early August, and I I just picked out certain Twitter handles that support opposition teams, and I've yeah. seen things like Everton will do this, uh, Arsenal will do this, United will do yeah. this, um, City will do this, Chelsea will do this, Spurs will do this, blah, 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 and they all went on for, they all went for it in the summer, especially when they yeah. looked at Liverpool had spent four million quid on a tall ginger lad, um, yeah. that's 17, and now, yeah. now all of a sudden it's the weakest league going, so... They can't know. have an HOA, you yeah, know what I mean? Which way are we going here? Because we're all destroying exactly. things, you know. Remember Pepe ran past Van Dyke and Anfield and we apparently tore the fences apart and stuff like that. So yeah, it's exactly. And Marcus Rashford as well knocked over Van Dyke in a game before and it's like, you know, Van Dyke is finished. Mm. This The reaction to them all, I love it. I think it's great. I, everything about this season is perfect. You know, from the team doing well, mm. you know, the fans half and half, you know, some aren't enjoying it, some aren't, but, you know, we're all having a great old time, mm. everything that's going right can go right, and then the absolute show that they're all coming out with the opposition fans, like, mm. there's no, you don't expect them to be gracious, so I'll always say this, there's no such thing as a neutral when it comes to Liverpool, because you either support Liverpool or you fucking hate Liverpool, mm. there's no middle ground, like, you know, you could you could look at it and say, oh, geez, I don't mind Spurs. No one says that about Liverpool. No. You know what I mean? It, and and that's a, a cultural thing in the UK as well. You know, as a city, Liverpool always comes in for it for whatever reason. We know the reasons, but, you know, there's no such thing as a neutral when it comes to Liverpool. So I'm not surprised by all the, you know, you don't expect them to be saying, oh, credit where credit's due. But the amount of shit that they're coming out with is just... Well, off the scales. I've said this. I said this last season, and you know me. I told you from the start of the season, Liverpool winning the league. I, I, I was convinced of it, and no one could, um, no one could change my mind on that. But and I've, I've stood by this theory going back probably from about January last year when we were in the title running. It's, it's war. It's worse nightmare denial. That's what it is, right? Yeah. So. And the media side of it, and I've always said it, there's a certain section of the media that are a certain age that grew up watching Liverpool win everything and they don't ever want to see them days again because their childhood was ruined, okay? Yeah. And now the fans that are around there that have, you know, laughed and mocked Liverpool for, I know, Gerrard slipped and all this sort of shit and 
they it's worst nightmare stuff for them because they know everything they've dished out is going to come back at them in one big massive load um in, over the next six to eight weeks and instead of just going i have to take this they're trying to find anyone anyone or anything they can throw, like you know what i mean and it just it's just not working it's just bizarre for me <coughs> and i am i'm enjoying it although i'm not even interacting with it i'm enjoying it like yeah. I, like I, I do see this stuff and i read it and go oh, will i will i reply to yeah, that and i go yeah, yeah. no do you know what don't yeah. even do it you know as as one of the lads in the whatsapp group says to me <laughs> and i and i love this quote and i've said it before he said when i'm sitting at the pub in liverpool and announced league champions and a united fan turns to me and says well you couldn't beat us i'm just going to tap him on the head and say well done you know yeah. the kind of, and i love that i love that and it's look and you know what the reaction will be to that as oh, well they'll yeah. be going blade and yeah, 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 yeah that'll be just that'll be just you know fueling the fire a little bit more but the reaction to me is just bizarre and you know like when city won it with 100 points it wasn't the weakest league in the world um but from from fans from media from nothing yeah. liverpool got looked to me like they could smash this and all of a sudden it's the weakest league in the world it's exactly. just it's it's any way madness it's any way it's any way to downgrade the hoard i think yeah exactly but the madness you know the stats all come out all the positions, points wise, are in line with how they've been for the last fifteen years. You know, second, third, fourth. Mm. It's only force that's playing. You know, light years ahead. Yeah. So it's, you know, they can say they'll clutch at everything. I saw some absolute head case on Twitter trying to claim that United are man for man. There's only something like somebody three Liverpool that. players that get into the yeah, United. Somebody, sorry, somebody just mentioned that on the on the on the chat and it's gone off my screen. He said he said he's seen someone say and if he wants to if he wants to copy and paste that and put it back up, by all means so I can't remember who it was, but they did say there's somebody there saying that United are uh man for man on you know, on paper, a better squad than Liverpool. It's just that Liverpool's um formation um and the way they're playing is ludicrous. Yeah. That, that, I'm it's sorry. Mad. Yeah. Madness, like, because, and what does my head in now, what does do my head in, is that they'll be like, oh, they, you know, we triggered it and all that. And so, like, yeah. Yes, you, you look fucking stupid, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're talking absolute shit and you're trying to make out that you got the win somehow. He, it was scandalous. He, he, I think he said, if I remember, he was saying, Alison Van Dyke, um, Alison Van Dijk, Salah, and Robertson were the only four that get in the United team. So Mane wouldn't get in. Mane wouldn't. No, no, Rashford and Martial up front. You um, fucking stop that on that. Portuguese stop. sham that stop. signed for them last week stop was in the team. Bruno, Bruno yeah. Fernandez stop was in the man's team. Stop. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. Brady Carr has 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 asked, has anyone heard from Noel Gallagher? I'd ask the same of Stu Brennan from uh, the MEM. Oh, he's gone quiet, isn't he? Yeah, he's gone very, very quiet, especially after the article where he said that um, Klopp has only succeeded after going the more honest yeah, route yeah. like Pep, which was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It was time to perfection. Yeah, uh, yeah. The United fan... Owen Newell is, says the United fans said their players are better on paper and that a lot of Liverpool players are system players and wouldn't get into Europe's elite. Yeah, so just sign a lot of players on paper and just don't put a system in place. That's mad. Yeah, that's, what that's Liverpool insane. should really do is sign like Paul Pogba and, you know, not know what to do with him mm. and just throw that money and flush it down the toilet, you know? Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. So United players. are basically telling you that they have better players than they just don't know what system to play them in. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't, cool. I, I'm not going with that. Listen, we have about 10 minutes left, so if anyone wants to throw in some random questions, go and do so now. Keith, what way does this Man City thing going to fall? Is it going to be a case where Man City just run this through court as much as they can and see what yeah. they can get out of it? Or do you actually see a way for it? Because I feel that if... I'm going to be honest with you. I see this as a suspended ban. This is what I see. I see the fu- yeah. I see the fine going ahead. I see a suspended ban being in place, which wraps their knuckles and puts them in 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 their in their place with regards to don't do it again, and they may have to back off. But if any of this stands up, fine or ban or even a ban with a suspension, because a ban with a suspension means you've done something wrong, but we're going to yeah. give you one more chance. The FA and the Premier League are under serious, serious fucking pressure to do something against them. Now, yeah. I have heard people say, oh, it'll be retrospective and it'll go back and we get handed league titles. I'm going to put my hand up. I don't want the league title from last no. year and I don't Jesus. want the 13 or 14 either. Um, we are beating on the pitch and that's the way it goes. And people yeah, might exactly. say, oh, well, they used that money off the pitch to put these people on the pitch. Yeah, they probably did. But then players yeah, went out and won the league. Matter. Yeah, Exactly. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Couldn't so, what way do you see this falling? Because I have a feeling it's a suspended ban with a fine and I have a feeling the Premier League will start them when it all is done and dusted. The Premier League will start them on probably minus fifteen points at the start of the season. Yeah, what I think you? right. I think, and this could be a bit of an exaggeration. Might sound like a bit of an exaggeration. I think this is the biggest thing to happen in football since Bosman. I think UEFA have made a statement now. They're going after C. They're right. not just. I I don't think there's going to be any let up from your wife unless City absolutely tear them a new arsehole in the courts goes to the the court of arbitration for sport if there's any way of a backing down from this ban I think financial fair play is gone I think it's a joke in any way as it is but I think this will be the fucking death knell of that and it will mean then that a club are bigger than the organisation itself I think your wife are going to go all out on this and I think they're going to be banned Okay. Well, but I have a feeling they're going to drag it through the courts. Okay. Stephen O'Connor says they get their title stripped just in time for us to have two premiership trophies on the top of the bus and during the parade. Maverick says City have already had a last chance warning. So the best they may, uh, the, the best, sorry, the best they may just get a one-year ban after arbitration. Um, if City are dock points as Tamal from the Premier League, it should be next season. Doing it this season should be pointless. Yes, I agree with that, you see, yeah. because... Oh yeah, docking the points. Docking now. the points from seasons gone past. Then you're into a whole minefield of stuff where you go, well, if you take thirty of them, you know, let's say for him's sake, just for him's sake, right? We're in this season, this season, and the league stands as it is, and you have Sheffield United in fifth place, just for argument's sake, right? Yeah. So if you go back five years and Sheffield United are in fifth place, they don't make the Champions League that year, and then five years later they're told, well, see, you're having thirty points taken off them. We've moved you up to fourth. Then you're going to have Sheffield United going well. We lost out on possibly 50 or 60 million quid from Champions League. We lost out on sponsorship money. We lost out on extra money revenue from TV because of the position we finished in the league. You know, it goes on and on and on. And then you're probably going to have four teams in the league that are affected by league placements, um, European qualification. And then they all turn around and go, well, hold on, if this happened, now we want, we want their cut five years down the road I think it's a very very dangerous road to go down unless you're going to do something like was done to Juventus where they literally throw you down two divisions and they say to you that's the threat isn't it well it is the threat but I don't see it happening it won't happen no no, people have made fair points there Um, 
like Dylan says, he doesn't want points backdated either. The why, uh, yeah. Danny says, also you can do is try point the finger at PSG, enter in UV. Well, you can't really. You have to. The, the, the case is against you. You know what I mean? If I commit a murder, I don't turn around and go, well, he over, him over there murdered someone. That, that doesn't make fucking difference. Um, yeah. Chris Brack says, the Athletic are saying City are throwing Bayern and Juventus under the bus and want UEFA to explain their sponsorship deal with Audi and Jeep. Yeah, that may happen. But this is against City. Now, don't get me wrong. UEFA could turn around and do City and go through Cass and they get the two-year ban. The Premier League will have to deduct them points. They could do, throw them down two leagues, and then you move on to Bayern, and then you move on to Juventus. Yeah. You know that kind of way. Um, exactly. They're not going to take on big clubs like that when there's one going on. They're going to look. Like I said, I think this is a watermark, like a, a watershed moment for uh, for UEFA to do this to pull up a club like City. Yeah. And I saw your man today, Oliver Holt. That his name, Emily Bishop's son, shoe bag, <laughs> going on about uh, it's know. only UEFA trying to. You know, trying to keep the likes of Man City out of the elites to protect the, the big clubs. You know, mm. too fucking right it is. Because if you're going to go in, I've nothing against someone buying a club. You can't stop. You can't tell people how to, to buy a club. But what City are doing, the financial doping, and it is financial doping what they're doing. It's not about, you know, it, this isn't a, it really an FFP issue, what they got done on. It's fucking lying about their sponsorship deals that are coming mm. in and it's, you know, it's it's over inflating, which everyone can see from a mile out happening. Mm. You know, it, it's and and sort of lying about it. Um, so I, I think they're gonna come down heavy on them. I don't think they'll go after the other clubs. But well, the, the, the big the, the biggest thing for me is and like all Neil says there, surely if City's main argument is that other teams are doing it, then Cass will just keep their punishment. That's a fair yeah. point as well. Chris Back yeah. doesn't want the award to be awarded the thirteen fourteen title. Oh, it will no. feel hollow to him personally. I think this is I think this is like Financial between 2012 and 2016, if I'm yeah. right. Um, is, yeah. And if they were to take their titles out of them there, you're probably looking at, you know, you get given one and Liverpool will get given one. Something along them lines, but I don't really want them. Um, Kevin O'Sullivan says, City lied in their financial declaration to UEFA, case closed. Avo says, um, sorry, Avo's throwing up a random question. I'm going to try. Let me see. I'll read that now and I will throw it out there. Um, O'Neill says, if FFP weren't a thing, then City would just be on top and surely that would ruin football more. Well, you see, this goes back to the, this goes back to the argument with, with, um, Miguel Delaney. Now, Miguel Delaney was saying, you know, the, 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 the superpowers in football and, you know, ruining things like this. I think, the, the, and I'll stand by this all day fucking long when it comes to Miguel Delaney the mistake he made was he mentioned Liverpool in this right Yeah. and Liverpool are a super club there's absolutely no doubt about that but the, the yeah. way they are a super club is completely different to the way Manchester City are a super club okay yeah. so if a team like you said you've no problem with someone buying a team building a team doing it right staying with in-laws and so far, so on and so forth and if they go and win things absolutely fine everyone knew the dog on the street knows about what City are up to I think I read something the other day that they claimed they spent something like millions on horticulture around the ground. Yeah, 11 million. Yeah. 11 million so, you know, on horticulture. This, 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 um, this is the way we're going, right? And then, you know, um, Tony Evans was saying, you know, um, are they a super club? Well, if they spend like a super club, they must be. And I was like, no, they're not. Because are Leeds United a super club? Were Leeds United a super club in the year 2000? Not a fucking chance they were. Do you know what I mean? But they were spending like they were, but they weren't. This is all, this is all a show. This is all a, you know, this is all something to be, you know, painted. It's a picture you're painting, but it doesn't have any substance to it. You know, if it rains, that, that picture's going to run. You know, the kind of way it's, it's just the yeah. way it is. So, um, like Lubach says he hosts PSG are next. My point is, and it will always be my point. 
if the rules are in place, you stick by the rules. And if Liverpool in six months' time are found to have, I don't know, spent too much money on X, Y, and Z, and you wave to around and go, listen, you're out of order. We're giving you a 25 million fine. Don't do it again. Fine. And if they do it again and they get two years out of the Champions League, fine. They're, the rules are fucking there. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing from City is is an arrogance. And the arrogance yeah. is that, well, hold on, who the fuck it is? You know what I mean? Yeah. We have more money. We, we, we have more money than this corporation. We do what we want. And that's where I think it's going to fall down from. Um, Owen Neal says, to be fair to Delaney, he has come out and said that FFP is good by stopping City uh, just spending all the month. Yes, it is. But his main point at the time, Owen, was is that Liverpool winning all these games is ruining football. All right? Yeah. And I didn't agree with that. All right? Don't give me, if Liverpool and Man City were, I don't know, taking fucking colossal monies in and just, you know, doing whatever they wanted around any rule, you go, yeah, he's absolutely right. But the timing of that article and mentioning Liverpool in it, for me, was just was just wrong. Do you know what I mean? So listen, I'm not clicks. Well, look, I'm I'm not like it, it. Just it just it does bring that up, you know. Now, having said that, um, I've I've read that article. I agree with a lot that was in it, but I just yeah. didn't like Liverpool being brought into the argument. Having and said that's, that, that was the whole thing about the Miguel Delaney thing. A lot of it was right, but it was how he went, oh, yeah. and he knew by mentioning yeah. Liverpool, and you know, yeah, Liverpool gone for a first title in thirty years, ruining football. Like you fucking joke me, Neil Cole was down. But but the, but the thing about it is. And I, I think the, the other thing that didn't help him was he done an article on Manchester United about how yeah. how the great the great, are the great tragedy the, the great, great tragedy, tragedy of, of English of, football of English football with, with regards to what's going on at Old Trafford. Yeah. You know, kind of, and that that just doesn't make any 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 uh, sense to me. Um, Avo, you're going to have to throw that random question up again because again it's gone off my screen. Uh, Kula King says any transfer news, guys? Uh, Pierce just saying we might not follow our interest in Werner. I haven't heard anything. I'm not. I'm not really one that's into transfers in February. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there's more important things to be looking at. And, you know, we have a league to win. We have a Champions League to win and possibly an FA Cup to win as well. Uh, Dylan asks, top of the range. Uh, sorry, Miss has got a toasty maker. And it's right up there as a top of the range kitchen utensil. What's your favourite thing in the kitchen, Keith? Air fryer. An air fryer? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Game changer. Just making chips. Phillips air fryer, chips. Oh, everything you put blade and do cakes and all in them. Haven't made a cake in the air fryer. Cakes? You can make a you cake can't in make them. Cakes yeah. in an air fryer. You fucking can, I'm telling you. How can the fuck can you make a cake in an air fryer? You can. How? I'm, not really, I'm going to blade and take a picture of me instruction book with the cake and I'll send it on to you. So hold on, are you, you telling me I make, are you telling, are you making a, a blade and chocolate gato and throwing it in the fucking air fryer? Yeah. Ah, you can't stop it. You do the base or whatever, or a sponge or something. I don't know, but you can do a cake in it and all. You can do everything in them. Okay. I'm telling you. Um, cake in the air fryer. When, when he says toasty maker, is that just a sandwich maker where sandwich, that's one thing in a sandwich maker, yeah. Yeah, they are deadly. They are great, but they're they're a bit old, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah, are. Sam, they're real late in the 80s or something. Yeah, but they're great, man. Oh, I love them. Love them. The cheese will be laid roasting in them and all because there's no air gets into Yeah, put beans on toast and lash them in there. That yeah. um, Dylan says, oh, an air fryer. Let to believe it's up there, all right. Um, oh, it's great for cakes. Yeah, uh, Chris Brax loves a slow cooker. Great for curries slow. and scouse. I like, yeah. yeah, I like a slow cooker. I'll tell you what I love, Brian. A big, um, a big filler or a big joint of uh, roast beef. And what you do is you just stick it in the, the slow cooker. 
you know, make up a load of gravy or whatever, put it in, yeah. put it in the slow cooker, leave it for a couple of hours, take it out and slice it and put it back in. And then it just comes out lovely and thick. But the, the, the trick with a slow cooker, right? Kev O'Sullivan says slow cooker for beef. You can't beat it. The trick with it is people put too much water in a slow cooker because yeah. they believe that like in a pot, if you keep it'll fucking evaporate. heating it, it'll evaporate. It doesn't. So you only have to pour a little bit. Uh, Dylan says, imagine a bagel in an air fryer. A bagel, toasted bagels are the hottest thing you would ever put your fucking hand on. Yeah. Right. I don't, and, and I'm sticking by that. Um, best toasty filling. Um, says Chris Brack. His is beans, cheese and onion. Uh, well, you hear this shit he's going to come out with here because he's absolutely. I'm going to come out with, yeah. Watch, listen to this. Right. Sit down. Strap yourselves my, in. My elf will be listening to this, right? And mm. he's a bit of a savage, like on the, this, the toasted sandwich front. Right. So what name? we use, Liam. Liam. So what we used hey, to Liam. do, right? Well, what he used to do, he used to put, on a Sunday, right? Mm. Cabbage. You aren't having toasties on a Sunday. Oh, Sunday night, right? Oh, right. Toasted okay. cabbage and ham, you know, from the dinner. Ham and cabbage toasties. Mm. Ham and cabbage. Put them in the, yeah, put them in the sandwich maker <laughs> and take that with brown sauce on it. Are you messing? No, I'm serious. Okay. Deadly serious. Right. Cabbage toasties. Try it. If you like cabbage, if you don't like cabbage, probably cabbage isn't going to be for you. I make cabbage Cabbage today. toasty. Yeah, cabbage done, toasties. Um, I done a, I done a, I done a fillet of ham today with a turkey joint. I done um, roast potatoes, mashed potatoes. Uh, I done some stuffing, gravy. And you know what I done? I got carrots and parsnips and I, I mixed up some, uh, you know, like olive oil with yeah. some parsley and some honey. And I mixed it all up and I poured it all and stuck them in the oven, roast them. Absolutely deadly. Deadly. Avo's question's gone off the screen again. Avo, put it back up, man. I promise I'll read (laughs) it. I have it here. I have it here. Read it out. Read it out. Right. You're three quarters of the way across a bridge that starts to crumble. Yeah. Do you accelerate and try to jump the gap and risk dying Uh or risk turning around to try to run the crumble and risk dying? Right. So it's crumbling from the side you're approaching. It's crumbling. So yeah, you're driving. You have to turn. Yeah, I'm going to to jump, to be honest. Well, like, if it's crumbling, there's nothing to fucking jump off. Yeah, exactly. You're just going to drive off the edge of it. You turn it around you know, and you, you, you put the fucking. Oh, you down. just reverse. You just fucking reverse it all the way back over. Outrun that crumble. Okay. Yeah, no, we definitely. I, I think we're, um, we're uh, definitely. Dylan says drinking cabbage water. Don't, don't go there. It's fucking disgusting. Ah, and, yeah. Uh, and look, yeah. That, that's delicacy. Delicacy. We know we can blame. Uh, you can blame Liam on that now. At least we have the yeah. corporate's name now. Um, all we no, need no, now is a, is a positive identification of him. Um, <laughs> let me see. Something sounds vile for Chris Brack. You'll have to follow that up. Dylan says, a poi of choice at the football. Hmm. Poi of choice. I need them. I need them. Yeah, poi. Yeah, I love I a steak poi. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I need like... Curry poi, chicken poi, ham poi, whatever. I seen an ad on the telly the other day for pucker poys, right? Yeah. And it was obviously, I was watching something, must have been on Channel 4 or something. And I was thinking, can you get them in Ireland? I don't know. You can probably get them in Iceland. Yeah. They can sell everything in there. Yeah. Because um, I, t- I was actually looking at it going, I might order some of them online. <laughs> <laughs> load up. <coughs> yeah, just get a load of them on Amazon. Amazon sells Talk to Grizz. Grizz. Grizz is the man for the bulk buying of the food. Oh, yeah. Ice cream. Uh, Killer yeah. King says, bananas encrusted with t- and topped with a crumbled digestive biscuit. Are you having some of that? 
Yeah, that's very. Uh, like I'm only been talking about cabbage toasty, so that's mm. well out. Uh, that's upmarket for my sort of palate. But okay. yeah, sounds amazing. Okay. Um, favorite. Uh, I think Ellis's favorite sportsman or woman cannot be a footballer. Mm, favorite sportsman or woman. Um, current or all time. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh, favorite sportsman. Mike Tyson, but he's a bit of a. A bit of a bogey reputation, you know. Mm, yeah, he's a bit bogey, isn't he? But I'm sticking with it. Um, Mike Tyson. Uh, I, I watch different sports. In golf, it's definitely Sergio Garcia. Sergio um, Garcia, yeah. Yeah, I love Sergio Garcia. Um, I don't know, who else? It's a tough one. Roger Federer. I love tennis as well. I love watching Roger Federer. Yeah, he's good. Great player. I like Nadal yeah. as well. Yeah. Must be a Spanish ah, yeah, thing. I don't know. Yeah, you must, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Um, the top poverty dinner you can have is steak and kidney pie, says Dylan. Uh, Mr. A says, never get the hot chocolate at Anfield. They are vile. I don't. I just get a beer, which is usually warm and in a bottle. Um, Dylan says, ever see ice and do frozen mints, but they're in- individual pieces of mints. It's freaky as fuck. I haven't seen that, and I won't be seeing it. Uh, steak yeah. and kidney and Guinness pie, says Maverick. Yeah, uh, that's a classic. Uh, Dylan says, Bruce Jenner ticks both boxes. Uh, Danny Emery likes Darren Till. Um, oh my god, Lubak, Jesus, here we go. A lad from work, he has sprout, sprout sandwiches. That's that's that's, that's wrong, real, isn't it? That's bleeding, yeah, that's wrong. Oh, no, um, no, I, oh, I, that's I, bad. You can't be dealing with that. I wouldn't even say Liam would let that let that pass, would he? I would, no, I wouldn't rule it out. Would you not? No, nah, he does these sprouts. <laughs> yeah. Puts everything on bread. <laughs> yeah, everything on bread, yeah. yeah. Uh, Killer King says, the best film you've seen? The best ever film I've seen? Mm. Uh, what's my favourite film? I oh, know, my favourite, right? It's not going to be an Oscar winner, I can tell you that for a fucking mm. start. Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah, deadly. Watched it a couple of weeks ago with my daughter, she loved it. Yeah, love it. Crocodile Dundee, one and two. Yeah, I've tried to get her into that. Well. Tried to get her into that. Basically anything from the 80s. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. There yeah. you go. Mine All is um, mine is probably Reservoir Dogs. No, no. It's not Reservoir Dogs. It's Goodfellas. Or I love the Shawshank Redemption, I have to say. Yeah, they're good. Now, I want to go back to your Reservoir Dogs. Do you prefer Reservoir Dogs over Pulp Fiction? Um, It depends what humour I'm in. Because I do. Yeah. And I get lashed over for that. Pulp Fiction's deadly. Uh, but I think Goodfellas is better than all of them. Yeah, and then, cool, and then, like, and then, look, in that genre of film, I, I love like um, Carlito's Way, A Bronx Tale, yeah, Donnie yeah, Brasco. I love all them. Um, some they're no weekend at Bernie's, but you know, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the sort of show you like. Kevin Sullivan likes Breakfast Club. Um, Lubak yeah. says cabbage water is good for ulcers. Apparently, uh, Chris Brack likes Jen- Jessica Ennis or Denise Lewis, and um, they're obviously female sports women. Uh, Great Gatsby, my greatest film ever. Says Dylan, uh, once upon a time in America from Stephen O'Connor. Uh, Kula King says, good fellas as well. There was another question that was down there, and like it's gone on my screen as well. Um, the Godfather's pretty good as well. The Godfather's, yeah, they're good, but I, I, I love, I love the likes of a Bronx Tale and, and Carlito's Way, good fellas. I just stick yeah. on good fellas randomly at times just to lash it on. Yeah. I just, I just like them. Um, but yeah, there's so many good films out there. I'm not a film. Guy, um, have I seen The Irishman? Have you seen The Irishman? 
no I'll never watch that show four hours or something yeah three three and a half hours yeah and all the CGI and all that no I don't think I'll watch that shitload of CGI uh, Killer King says it's a brilliant film though Um, I did hear a lot of people say it's probably about 40-50 minutes too long but I will get get to it at some stage Um, a chicken fillet roll what fillings are you putting in it so anyone, I don't know whether this is an, Eng- or an Irish thing, do people in England do it? So a chicken fillet roll is a French baguette, would I be right in saying? A French baguette, yeah. and basically it's a hot chicken uh, fillet in breadcrumb, and then you can just slash whatever filling you want on. Um, what are you putting in it? The standard but is mayonnaise, onion, lettuce, and tomato, isn't it? That's mm. sort of... That's, lettuce, that's tom- let- lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise, probably, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's what... Just the That's standard. That's we go with the standard one, yeah, with a chicken filler roll. Mm. Yeah, because sometimes you can add mad shit onto them and it can be a bit funky. I'll tell you what I like. I like um, taco sauce on it. I was going to say, you can add mad shit like taco sauce yeah. on it. <laughs> taco sauce on it. Uh, I like taco sauce with cheese and red onion. And yeah. that's that's nice. it. Uh, best sci-fi film says Maverick I'm not a sci-fi fan I fucking hate sci-fi I, I, have, I have a thing about films if there's aliens um, if there's what's them lads that suck blood out of you I always forget the name of them vampires yeah vampires or um, there's one other thing I don't like either and if they're in them films I just no it's not for me Kevin Sullivan's likes lettuce uh, coleslaw onion and cheese uh, I find coleslaw too cold on my teeth mm, yeah I don't mind coleslaw on a boat I don't like coleslaw and cheese. Mm. So it'll be one or the other. Yeah. I d- that could be just me being a weirdo. I, d- I don't, I don't like, um, I, I, I'm just, co- I like coleslaw. I just find when I eat it that my teeth just go fucking mad over. Um, mm. Dylan says, if you're not over the north side of Dublin, if you're not hitting taco and lettuce, it's a crime. Um, I like taco, not with lettuce though. So there you go. Alien, best sci-fi film. Yeah, Alien's a good show. Uh, best Western film. Um, I love the outlaw Josie Wales with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that's a great film. Um, that's probably Pale one. Rider is good as that's well. one of them. And, and there's another one that um, oh, I can't think of the name, but one of the lads has always gone on about it. Uh, but Leo Back loves Shawshank Redemption. Um, let me see. Can we have an, a prediction for the Atletico game? I think we scored at least three. Who says that? You? Yeah. Three. We scored yeah. at least three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually confident enough about Atletico, but I know a lot of people are feared in Atletico. You know, if Atletico get a goal up on you, it'd be a nightmare to break down and all, but I don't think they're the team they were even last year. You know, a lot of the big names have moved on and they're not maybe the... They had, they're not in great form from what I've heard. They've, they've a lot of injury worries, don't they? Yeah. Trippier might be out um, and that's a big loss for them. So that sort of, for me, is saying... Maybe, you know, their solid defence isn't that bleeding solid. Trippier is a key loss for them. Mm. But, uh, no, I think, you know, they have a great goalkeeper. And, you know, if you have Jan Oblak in goal, you'll always have a chance. So, I, I think we can beat them handy as well. But you don't want to be too cocky or arrogant. You know what I mean? So, 4-0. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Ellis says, um, I think we scored at least three. I've said this in the WhatsApp group uh, yesterday and people got very upset over it, but that's the way it is. <laughs> I'll get lashed out of it if we don't. Uh, Ellis says, if you could guarantee one player in their squad to retire at Liverpool, who would it be? One player to retire at Liverpool. Mm. Um, I mean, you could go for the, the glamorous Trent, you know what I mean? Scouts mm. all the way through. I'm going to change that question slightly, right? Yeah. Because someone could retire at... You know, you could get someone playing till 37 and they're just shy. Do you know what I mean? So, what, <laughs> yeah, what, I, what, I, what I want to say, yeah, so what I, the way I put it is, 
and I'm not knocking Ellis' question, but I'll put it to you, play right up until the peak. You know, stay with us right yeah. to the peak. I'll put it at that. Let's go with it. Uh, let's see. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to think it was without Van Dijk, but I'm going to go for Alisson. Mm. He can play these 46. Most, yeah, most longevity, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, that that's that's where my head is at on this one. Yeah, I'm going to take Mane. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I think, and this might sound mad, I don't think he's even at his peak yet. No. And I think he's about 28. Yeah. But I can see him developing over the next two years into, like, he's a, he's a goal-scoring wide forward now. I could see him turning into an outrageous number 10. Yeah. If you went and played someone off front man where he can just drift around and he still has that pace, has that eye for goal, he's good in the air. He could see a pass. I, I think I I think it'd be um I think it'd be amazing. Kevin Sullivan has a great shout in Gomez. He'll see us through two rebuilds. That's fair enough. That's um, true. Yeah. Chris Brack says um Chris Brack says Trent is a good show. Uh, Dylan says told you Allison's hair would be immaculate in that weather, didn't I? Yeah, he did look great, didn't he? He did. He uh, just looks, yeah, he looks amazing. If you've um, we'll we'll stay for five more minutes. If you have any more random questions, I did want to ask you. You know what all these storms, Keith? Yeah. And I was having this conversation, um, with my wife today. I don't know why we were talking about all these storms. She's getting a bit pissed off because she had the baby six weeks ago. From tomorrow, she's allowed drive, and she's been trying to get out for a walk with the baby for the last couple of days because she's gone, you know, cabin fever oh. and all that shit. Yeah. And the, the the storms being annoying her, and we're having this conversation saying, imagine it was like that bad that you had to go into a fucking underground bunker. Yeah. Right? We are we are trying to say how long do you reckon you'd last? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say to you that, you know, you're in there, you have airflow as much as you yeah. need, you know. Um you, you have a ele- stock of food. You've electricity you've electricity, you've airflow. Like it's an underground bunker, but I'm not asking you to bring fucking car batteries so you can like, you know, fry an egg on a fucking pan. Yeah. You have power, you have light, you have airflow. But you just this storm's gonna Bang last. Down the hatches. This storm will last as long as you can last in there. Um, what do you bring in with you, and how long could you think you could last? I you'd last for bleeding ages, wouldn't you? Like, Would you? do you remember the snow and people couldn't get bread after a couple of days? Ah, yeah, the country was, bad, was bleeding bad, yeah. on, on wheels trying to get fresh, yeah, yeah. fresh bread. Yeah. I wouldn't be like that. Right. I'd be. I think I'd be grand. I'd be bleeding. Just float along. Like she was saying to me, like she was saying, like you bring the perishable fields and you bring this and you bring that and like, and I was saying, yeah, well, you, like you have a freezer. Um, most things are last yeah. in a freezer for a couple of months. You know what I mean? Whether it's chicken or fish or whatever it is, yeah. But she was saying to me, what would you bring? I was like, yeah, I bring the fish. But I, I genuinely, I think if you put me in an underground bunker, right, with heat, light, airflow, enough field for a couple of months and a golf simulator I think I'd be fucking grand <laughs> that's all you need once yeah. you get your golf simulator yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I'd leave all the beans Keeps behind and just bring me clubs with me yeah I'd just I'd bang balls all day yeah mm. uh, yeah why not keep the bleeding brain going we see I suppose would if it's a bad storm that you're batting down the hatches would mm. you have electricity you'd have to have your own little generator no you'd have it. electricity you'd have electricity like Danny uh, Danny's asking do you have internet and TV I'll, yeah I'll give you internet and TV the internet goes if there's a, a high wind. There's no way no, that sure bleeding the, internet's going up the, the storm. All the bleeding lines are underground now. Yeah, but we're talking about the sort of storm here that yeah, gets you knocked in your underground bunker here. This yeah, is like the shit that we get at the moment. Yeah, but this isn't this isn't holding an aerial up on the fucking roof so you're dark and watch the bleeding 1990 woke up. Yeah, but it's still going to impact. I, I, don't, I think it'll impact on your The wind your doesn't internet. go underground. 
as you know, it can there to be. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of disruption now. I'll tell you what. I'll give. I'll tell you what. The, we'll have lads out walking on it. You know what I mean. We we'll send them out. So we give get you get a We give you internet for four hours a day. <laughs> four hours a day. Yeah, that, that's fine. You know, internet's fine. Once I a bit of music, that's all I want. Once you can, but then again, all my Spotify and all that be all internet dependent. So I'd have yeah. to. This one's saying. All CDs and all. Yeah, I didn't saying, think like, this one's true. Look, look, if I, I need if, internet. If I won loads of money, you know what I mean? And like, like I always talk about, I wanted to do this in the house, and I wanted that in the house. And I always said, if I won a load of money, I would build a nice house. But I always said, I'd want one of those golf simulators where yeah. you literally can go out. And like, you want to see these golf simulators now? Like, they, they literally, they can, you're hitting the ball against the screen. It looks like you're playing golf, but it can, yeah. it can actually incorporate the wind, rain. It can, he it can incorporate fucking everything they're amazing I think they're, they're not even up, that big no they're not big they're probably about yeah. the screen's probably about 12 foot by 9 foot yeah and Which they're unbelievable they're unfucking believable and I think if you put me underground with one of them smokes um, <laughs> you know what I mean uh, enough yeah good cabbage water to keep you going for 6 months I think it'd be sound yeah, yeah? You know yeah, what I mean? There you go. See, um, that's it. Keep the brain ticking over. That's all you need. People will be rushing out for bread and shit like that. Oh, the bread is mad, you know? isn't it? Yeah. Keep just keep me the old the old head going and I'll be happy enough with that. Yeah. Like like um I was I was down at the school collecting my daughter the other day and it was snowing before I went down there. Bit of snow, it wasn't that major. And when I got down there, one of the owls said to me, Jesus, I don't even have bread in, it was snowing there. Panic stations. Fucking panicking. You know what I mean? Uh, Let me see. Dylan says, I'd be sound if I had to live underground. My granddad was a hoarder. Walked in one day uh, to a generator. Yeah, listen, there you go. There you go. Um, And he's nearly certain that he stole it from the Rotunda Hospital, which is not very good. Um, Well, you know. You can't be robbing it from maternity hospitals. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you have to admire the... uh, the the audacity to even do it. So, you know, credit where credit's due. But we don't condone that sort of stuff. We don't condone that sort of stuff, but well in. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> What's your three things? Last question. What's your three things on Desert Island Discs? So on Desert Island Discs, this is three songs, is it? Desert Island Discs, or is, yeah. Or is it three things you bring to a Desert Island? What way are we working this? I don't know. It's like, what's that room? Oh, no, yeah, so Desert Island Discs. Yeah, I don't know. Bleeding three things that you bring to a Desert Island with you. Mm. Or is it? See, Desert on Discs is songs. But... Yeah. So what? Right, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'll do. Right, you're on a Desert Island. Yeah. You're allowed to bring one thing with you. Yeah. You're allowed to have find one thing that's there. It's Desert you Island. can't say a golf simulator. Just no, I'm not having a golf, golf simulator, simulator in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, plane crashes uh, and yeah. you have your golf simulator. I, I come you? out through the waves with my clubs on me back now. It's not <laughs> yeah. like that. So basically, right, you can bring t- one thing with you. And there's one luxury thing there for you when you get there. But there's only one song you can listen to while you're there. One song you can listen to when you're there. Yeah. Yeah. I have to think about this now. One song. So you go for it. Now, I'm I'm a bit of a a shy bag when it comes to jukebox etiquette. Mm. Because if I'm in a pub with a jukebox, I'm looking for the long players. Right. Do you know what I mean? Battle of hell. Battle of hell. Well, Yeah. Definitely a battle with hell, Bohemian Rhapsody, all these ones that you're getting, Stairway to Heaven, you've got a nice long, but I'd, if I melt like I'd bang on Underworld and all, because they have like 12, 13 minute songs, 20 minute jams, get them on. Right. 
So I'm going for the value picks there. Okay. So, but if it was this one song, you can't go wrong with the likes of Bohemian Rhapsody, can you? Right. Bohemian Rhapsody, what one thing are you bringing with you? Uh, I don't have to bring a radio to play Bohemian Rhapsody, do we? No, no, no. W- no, no. Uh, do you know what I'd bring? <laughs> you know them, them readers. So not a book, but a reader. Kindle? Yeah, Kindle, yeah. Right, okay. Every night I read. And what one thing would you like to find on the desert island that would be useful to you? A charger to charge me Kindle. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, Kula King says, how deep is your love by the Bee Gees? Uh, anything by James Blunt says, Dylan, fuck off. Uh, Do you know what? Right, my son came in from school the other day uh, and uh, he says, uh, Dad, do you know a band called the ABBA? I said, ABBA? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Learned about them in school. He's only six. Yeah. Um, they were the biggest band in the world, and they had to break up because they couldn't take the pressure anymore. So did they soon yet? Abba. So ever since then, we've been listening to Dancing Queen on loop. Yeah. He's obsessed with Dancing Queen. Yeah. So you know, Dancing Queen. Why yeah. not? Okay. Um, I'd I'd like some sort of living arrangements when I got there. You know, like a hut. Just yeah, a hut to live a in. Hammock. No, not you, no, you want a roof. <laughs> you I want, want a fucking roof. Yeah. Like, it's going to rain. You know what I mean? But I that's up to you. That's how, how good are you at building a hut? I'm not bad at building stuff, but I'd like to, if I could find one thing when I got there, it'd be a hut. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, what would I bring with me? Loads of drinking water. Because you're around, like it's fucking salt water everywhere. Yeah, you can't drink that. Do you know what I mean? And the song I would play all you don't have to have it on a loop. You can just play it. You know. You, yeah, when you feel you, you want play to play and pause, music. like you know what I mean. Um, I think it'd be. I'd probably have to go for an Oasis tune, to be honest with you. An Oasis song. Mm. Okay. And I think it would be. Go for the long player. Champagne Supernova. Yeah, Champagne Supernova is not a bad show, but I'm going to go with some might say by Oasis. Yeah, great song. All right. Um, Chris Back says, listen to Skewer. Those songs last for ages. Uh, let me see. Skewer. Yeah. Um, there's loads of questions coming in there, but I've, we can't get them. We're an hour and 25 minutes in, and we're messing at this stage. Um, Chris, Chris, not Chris. Chris was with me on Tuesday when we played Atletico. Wasn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris will be with me after that game. Uh, Keith, anything else before we go? No, we're all good. Okay. Um, nothing else from me. Thanks a million to everyone for watching. Don't forget you can get this on download uh, in the next about half an hour's time. I'll have it ready and done. Don't forget to like on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell icon, follow us on Twitter, share it onto your Twitter page. Um, don't forget our Discord group. And um, I'd like to thank the third man who was on this podcast tonight, and that is Mr. Liam. Plunkett, um, cabbage water, uh, sprouts on bread, all that sort of mess. Oh, you name it. I couldn't tell you half of the nonsense. <laughs> no, please, 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 please don't. You got us in enough trouble <laughs> last week. Uh, that's been it. That's the Fatback for Daily. Thanks for watching. Over and out. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP.
Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for $1. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Sports Social Podcast Network.